0: Welcome to Man United Way podcast. Today we are back with another brand new episode with me, Amin, Arslan, and Bhaskar. And today we are going to talk about the stars of the future. Now We know that there are a lot of you know, exciting footballers who are coming up and most of them are like around under 23, under 21. And it seems like they are going to replace decade of dominance from Messi and Ronaldo. And they are soon going to be the next big stars, big footballers. And they are going to, again, you know, explode into the scene. Now, today, what we are going to do is we are going to make a team. We are going to make an 11 and maybe we will try and make some space for the subs and we will see who would be our best 11 going forward but we are going to choose only from under 21 players so we are not going to choose from under 23 we are not going to take anyone who's 22 years old the criteria is under 21 or maybe someone who's 21 and uh, he is going to explore into the scene very soon so we'll start with the goalkeeping position Bhaskar Who is going to be your goalkeeper in the next few years?
1: I think uh, in terms of under-21 best goalkeepers, I can only think of one, uh, which is Rama from AC Milan. And because uh, for the last four years or something, he has been playing first-team football for AC Milan. And under-21, I don't think there's any other bigger prospect which is there currently in the market. Apart from him, the only other under-21 a goalkeeper who I can think of also is Aaron Ramsdale, who plays for Bournemouth and who's had a pretty decent season.
0: Okay, alright. Don Roma of course, is a big choice and uh, coming from AC Milan and playing there for a few years already, he's a very tall player and has every you know, astute quality that you need to be a good, good goalkeeper in the coming years. So I'll bring in Arslan into the discussion. Arslan, who's your goalkeeper? Well, it would be the same name, Donald
2: up I think he would have moved by now. It is only because of his manager that he is still stuck at AC Milan, who is wanting him to move for a bigger number, you know, a transfer amount. That's what is holding him back there. Otherwise, he would have moved to some bigger club by now. Because he is the biggest I- name in under twenty-one goalkeepers right
0: now. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. So, I mean...
3: Do you agree with Donnarumma as well? Yes, absolutely. I think Arsalan put it really uh, well that he is the only big name when it comes to the goalkeeping position. He is the only big name that is there right now. So I think uh, everyone expects him to be really big. And the only reason why he is still not playing for a big club is because AC Milan is holding off for a bigger amount. So I think, yeah, we all are unanimous on this one that Donnarumma is going to be the goalkeeper for this future playing eleven.
0: Okay, so let's move on to defense. Uh, We'll start with the right-back position.
1: Anyone in your mind? Obviously, the two... Or actually there are three candidates I think who will be fighting for this spot. One is obviously Trent Alexander Arnold because obviously like the kind of assists he's been providing this season and the last seasons, like most of the wingers don't produce that kind of numbers. And then there is Ashraf Hakimi also who's playing for Dortmund right now. I think he's on loan from Real Madrid. So he's also there and especially in the Champions League, we've seen him give some excellent performances. And in fact, currently, right now, while recording this podcast also, the Dortmund game was going on, he almost gave an assist, which if it would have gone to Holland. I think uh, Holland would have scored. But so these two are the obvious ones. And obviously, our very own uh, Anand Wan Bisaka, because I don't think defensively there's any right back Be it under 21 or any age bracket, who's better than him? Defensively, he is the best right-back out there. But uh, in terms of attacking prospects and all, I think Trent Alexander and Hakimi is a bit ahead of him. Okay. So who would be your starting 11 right-back? I think it's good that you gave us three
0: names, but who would be in your starting eleven?
1: I think if I was a manager, like I would uh, rotate it depending on the game. So it's, say tomorrow, if I'm playing against uh, Barcelona and I have to mark Messi, obviously, I don't want to put alexander Arnold because he'll get pretty badly exploited and like Messi will run the game. But at the same time, if for that kind of a game, if I put Wan-Bissaka, I know he can... If not pocket, at least he'll keep Messi in check. So, I think it would depend on the kind of games that has to be played for like for very attacking teams. I would obviously prefer Van bissaka But for teams which are defensive or like similar position teams, put in Alexander-Arnold. So, that okay, is Let's, my see. Point let's go of around view. the table and let's see who wins it. Yeah, so that is my point of view. Now, let's... Like, let the
0: others Yeah, I can understand. You're undecided (laughs) completely. So, who wants to go next for the defence?
3: So, um, if we're talking about, like, a future 11, uh, like, Trent Alexander-Alnard is already there, right? He has already been really impressive in that position for a couple of years now, I think, this year and the last year. He was was really good. And do we expect Aaron Van Bissaka to get better, you know, attack-wise, so that he could you know, somehow challenge Trent Alexander-Arnold in that position. As Basker mentioned that, you know, defensively, he is really good. Like all the options that we are discussing right now, he is the best one defensively. But uh, do we see any scope? Do we see any, you know, improvement in him that would give us some hope that in in, in the next season or the season after that, he would be much better attack-wise and uh, That's why it deserves a position in this eleven.
1: Yeah, I think if we see the United games this season, he has, like everybody does get criticized a lot for his attacking abilities. But this season, he has put in some very good crosses and passes into the box, which we had players like Lingard and James and all who couldn't capitalize on that. And if there was any very lethal box kind of a striker, then I'm pretty sure those chances would have got converted and he would have got his assists. So, I think with Oli in charge, I'm sure he must be giving him advice as to how he can improve his attacking side of the game. But defensively, he's the best and attacking, like, he's only 21. So, in the coming years, he's just going to improve. See, I agree. Both have different
2: characteristics right now. One is more offensive, one is more defensive. But I agree with Amin on this. Trent Arnold has more potential of, you know, his defense becoming stronger than Van Besaka becoming stronger offensively. Both are very young. Trent Allen is already I would say in any team he walks in, he starts. You know, it would be very rare you would find a team that where he does not start. But it can happen with Van Bissaka. So I would choose also Trent Arnold over Van Bissaka currently. Given both have good potential, but Trent Arnold has a higher trajectory to go
1: ahead than him. Because I personally believe Trent Alexander, like, he'll be the next Bale. Like, Bale also actually started off as a left-back, but his attacking numbers were so good from left-back that, like, he, he got pushed into left-wing. And I'm pretty sure, like, tomorrow when Klopp is picking a team, he's seeing that somebody is giving 15 assists a season or something like that. Like, he might get pushed into a more advanced role. You well, you have passers. Danny Alves also there who's played full-back all his life, but he's
2: had great numbers always. So, so it's not work? necessary. It depends on the team that who else is there. Danny I mean, Alves. Danny Alves.
1: Oh, yeah. No, but Danny so Alves hasn't given numbers like Alexander Underwood. Yes, but offensively, he's as strong as it gets. True. He's been True. one
2: of the best fullbacks ever. True. Thanks. So, Trent Arnold would be my choice, I like I
3: said. I think Alexander Arnold is a few spaces ahead of Van Persieker at this moment but uh, I think it would be too soon to actually judge where Aaron Van Pesaka is going to land up attack wise because this is his first season at United and I think in a couple of seasons we will we will understand more where his games going to get
0: okay so that's fine so we are collecting Trent Alexander Arnold for the right back and of course we'll keep Van Bissaka What is your contention. opinion that you, did, you forgot to mention your I think I would have put Van Bissaka ahead of Trent Alexander-Arnold because Van Bissaka started his career as a attacking player and later on he was shifted into right back now the way he tackles that's just instinct right so you cannot teach anyone how to get better on your instinct you can learn how to get better with your play and offensive play or passing goal scoring is an instinct but passing or crossing is not an instinct it's an art that you learn over a period of time and that's why i think van bisacker would go you know more ahead than trent alexander arnold for me but i understand you guys want to choose trent alexander arnold so it's all right uh, we well, it's keep two die
2: i would say rather so, we could probably yeah. come back to it later.
0: Yeah, we'll come back to this later. So, let's switch to the left-back. Uh, we have Alfonso Devis out there who has you know, brought in huge waves with his performance for Bayern Munich. And Bhaskar also spoke about Hakimi. And I think Hakimi can also play on the left-back. But who would you choose if you have to select one starting for your left-back?
1: So, obviously, Alfonso Davis is uh, miles ahead of any other under-21 player out there right now. Similarly, like how for goalkeeping position, we had only one uh, Donnarama who was pretty much undisputed for the goalkeeping position. For the left-back position also, I think this should go to Davies because there are quite a few options which are there, like how we had a debate about the right-back because there were quite a few options. But when you look at it, at the under-21 level, for the left-back, there's... Not many that good potential players, so I think it would have to be Alfonso Davis. I think the only second name I can think of is Brandon Williams.
3: Yeah, and I think it's interesting. We should talk about Brandon Williams as well. I mean, obviously, Alfonso Davies is playing for a very successful club right now, and he is like just like TAA, he is also a couple of spaces ahead of our own boys. But uh, what about them? Obviously, we do see them, you know, with a lot of potential. And uh, just because they are coming from our own academy, we should not like underplay the talent that we see in them. So, uh, what do you guys think? You know, where's the ceiling for Brandon Williams? Will he be able to? to compete with uh, Alfonso Davies for this position in a couple of years or not?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, first of all, uh, next season itself, I think he will be overtaking Luke Shaw for the number one starting spot for United. And after that, the kind of potential and promise he has shown in the beginning of the season where he came in and right from the youth setup and had so many good performances. I think if he gets an extended run of games, he can definitely be one of the top left backs.
3: Right. Attitude-wise, I think he is there because he is still very young, but still he does not get dominated by other players very easily. And he did give... A really big run to Luke Shaw as well. I mean, Luke Shaw had to like put up some speed and you know lift up his game a little bit because he knew that the competition that was coming in from Brandon Williams would definitely yes, cost Luke him. Luke admitted uh, that
1: also in interviews that like right. um, the kind of competition Brandon Williams was giving him like it helped him push himself even further to improve his own fitness and performances and better himself to enable him to get back to his. Starting
3: sport. Exactly. So just like Aaron Van Bissaka, even for for Brandon Williams, this is his first season and I think it's a bit early to judge on him, but I mean I do see a huge potential there. And maybe if we have to select a team today, it would probably be Alfonso Depuis, but maybe a year from now we may think more favorably of Brandon Williams as well.
0: I completely agree with that. But we are selecting a team today for what we have seen so far. And I think Alfonso Davies is the number one choice for the left back for Bayern Munich. So in that way, Brandon Williams takes a back seat and Alfonso Davies goes ahead for sure. All right, moving on to the centre-back position. I think we have, of course, Delit as one of the choices. He did not have such a good season in Juventus because of the amount of money that he has gone for and also... A lot of eyes on him, on how to perform, etc. Which can put a lot of players away, which is fine. But uh, there's no doubt that uh, Mathis uh, Delit is a big, big talent. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. In terms of centre-back pairing, I think one would obviously be Delit. He would pretty much have a confirmed spot in the starting lineup, And I think the... Discussion and debate will come in only for the other centre back who's to be selected. Agree,
0: yeah, agree. So who would be your other centre back in that
1: case if you are choosing an until For me, it would be Upame Upamecano, the centre back from Abi Leipzig, and uh, he's been playing very well. He's been linked with many clubs. I think he was linked with us also. But currently, I think he's linked with Arsenal and few other clubs. And I think like this summer, he might have a transfer to some big club.
0: Yeah, he's going to be a free agent by next season. So, of course, uh, Leipzig would be looking to cash in unless he signs an extension. Let's see what happens. I mean, what's your choice?
3: Well, I'll go with Bhaskar on this one. I think we are undisputed on Dilit. And I think Upamecano is a very, very promising talent. And he is like really coming up as a very big name in the centre defence market. And a lot of big clubs uh, are after him. So I think he's going to move to a bigger club and then get a very good run of games which will improve him even further. So I think I'll go with both these. players.
0: Arsalan, you want to pitch in? Yeah, see, Dilit, I believe is the
2: obvious choice. It's just that, I feel, we took too much of a leap from Ajax too early, rather, I should say. Too early from Ajax to the Italian league. So, probably a couple of more years down the line, he would show more potential than what he has right now. The other guy, I'm not really sure. I've not seen much of him. But I'll go with the option you guys have chosen.
0: I think I should bring in one more name out here. That is Ozan Kabak. He plays for Sholka. I think he's an exceptional talent as well. He's very young, like Upomenko, and his records are phenomenal. Not sure why he's not in the radar for most of the clubs. He's a Turkish player. He starts for Turkish team, and he is very strong in the air. He's good with his speed. I think we should consider him going forward. I mean, if you want to choose in on Upamecano and Delit, that's fine. But I think, I personally think that player is going to Ozan Kabak is going to be a big name going forward, for sure.
1: Yes, I have heard a lot about Tabak also. Then again, like, obviously him playing in the German league, I don't know too much about him. Upamecano also is playing in the German league, but, like, you keep seeing his name popping up because of transfer news and him being linked to multiple clubs so that is where you get to see a lot of his stats and like people review his performances and stuff. Kabak I've heard he's doing pretty well and he's a good player but since I don't know too much about him like I wouldn't be able to say much. So
0: just to sum up on the defence part, we have Donnarumma as the undisputed and unanimous choice as a goalkeeper. Then we have Alfonso Davies on the left-back. We have a tie on Van Besaka and Trent Alexander-Arnold on the right-back. And we have Deleit as well as Upamenko as the centre-back pairing. The team is looking good. So let's choose a centered
1: defensive midfielder. Baske, you want to go first? Yeah, for me, it would be Sandro Tonali. Been playing pretty well. He's been linked with United also for a transfer. And like I hope we can get him also. There are two young players who've come up and whose names have been there in the transfer market quite a bit. One is Sandro Tonali and the other one is Eduardo Kamavinga. Both are central defensive midfielders, but Kamavinga is only 17. And I think, uh, like in coming years, he'll improve. But Tonali is 19 and uh, he's played for the national team also. So I think currently Tonali looks like a much more developed player than Kamavinga.
3: I mean, I think I would go with Kamavinga because I think he's just 17. I do see him improving a lot in the coming years. So by the time he is 19 or something, by the time he is as old as Sandro Tonali is, I feel that Kamavinga would be a bigger name than what Tonali is right now. And uh, yes, he is playing in the French League. So maybe that's why he also does not get a lot of recognition. But the kind of promise that he has shown and the way people have been speaking about him, I think for the defensive midfield. I think he's a very, very solid contender for this team.
0: I agree, I agree. And Kawaminga is already linked with a lot of big clubs just being 17. So, of course, we know a lot of players don't really move out from Italy. So, that's why we don't see that kind of traction for Tonali. But I think I agree with you. Kawaminga would be a much bigger name going forward. (laughs) He had
2: an agreement with his club, current club, that if they qualify for Champions League, then he would not be moving this summer. Otherwise, okay. there are very good chances of him moving this summer. Okay. So, he's already a name that big clubs are looking for.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, but Kamavinga, like, no doubt, like, potential wise, maybe he'll be the bigger player in the coming years. But currently, if you look at it, Tonali is in a much better stage of his career and a much more developed player compared to Kamavinga. What do you guys think
0: of Bruno Gumirez of Leon? Do you think he would be in the same league as well?
1: I don't know much about him, Like uh, just again heard his name a few times due to the transfer market and transfer news which keep coming up and all, so I wouldn't uh, be able to comment much about him. But if there was another name that has to be considered, I think I would go with Boubakari Sumare, the other French defensive midfielder who is… Is he under 21? He's under 21.
0: Okay, okay,
1: great. So we were linked with him also. And apparently, Newcastle agreed a fee for him also. But he decided not to go and the transfer didn't happen. So maybe he's waiting and he should go to a bigger club. He is also another one on the potential list. If like apart from Kamavinga and uh, Tonali, if there would be a third option you're looking at, I think Sumare would be right up there. Okay,
0: but i think we have to choose one name for the starting lineup so you are giving Tonali and Arsalan pushing in for kawaminga um, i mean what's your vote what's uh, your i vote? think for
3: me it would be it would be kawaminga
0: for me as well okay even i think it's kawaminga because i'm a big fan of him so kawaminga takes the starting lineup uh, that's that's great uh, now let's choose uh, center midfielders or maybe we can choose uh, center attacking midfielders and i think a couple of names that are in my mind is of course uh, Martin Odegaard I think I'm a big fan of him we also have Kai Havertz who is an exceptional footballer at his age and I think uh, one more name I must add in and I am a fan a big fan of him that is Valverde of uh, Real Madrid so you guys what who who do you want to choose in for this Two positions.
1: Yeah, as in like if you're looking for a balanced team, then obviously along with a defensive midfielder, we would need a central mid, which would have to be Valverde. Because uh, the kind of performances he's given this season in the list, like obviously, Odegaard and uh, Havertz, like they're more attacking mid than central mid. So, for me, it would be Valverde. See, for me, I would be a little biased towards Odegaard
2: over Havertz. He is on loan from Real Madrid. He is doing pretty well. He's probably the best player midfielder right now in La Liga. His numbers are too very good right now. And Havertz is yet to prove himself at a big stage, I would say. And uh, Valverde I believe that he has shown his potential good enough right now. So, I I would choose uh, Odegaard and Valverde right now.
0: You are going for Real Madrid midfield. (laughs) And with Kawaminga going out there, Kawaminga expected to join Madrid, it would be a real Madrid midfield well, who would there. you put,
2: If you have to lose Madrid and Casmeru uh, right now, you cannot replace any one of them. Right? No, no, I cannot to replace
3: that's happen. Any one I mean if you if you <laughs> look at the once once we finalize this uh, and you know future entire twenty one playing eleven team, you would probably realize that most of these players are either you know these they belong to Real Madrid or they are gonna they're linked to real Madrid. So, yeah, I mean, for Real Madrid, things are going to be really, really good in the coming years if these players actually, you know, live up to their potential.
2: That's been the plan, right? Since we've not been able to compete with the big money, you know, the petrodollars. So, the plan has changed. Perez has decided to go for the guys younger. He's paying much more money than what other clubs would pay for them. But he gets them young. And then he's hoping that they reach their potential. Till, you know, regrets missing out Neymar when he was young. So, some people say that it's just that he's wanting to get the next Neymar before anybody else does. That's probably one of the reasons why he signed Vinicius Jr. and Rodrigo so, young.
0: Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, we'll come back to the forward position later on, Arslan. And you will have a chance to put in uh, Vinicius Jr. or Rodrigo if you think our choices are not that good enough. But uh, at this point of time, who are we choosing as the centre midfielders? Two centre midfielders once again. Uh, it's we
1: have Asensio Valverde and Havertz. Uh, Havertz, Havert. okay. I
3: mean, for me, for me, it's uh, Valverde and Odegaard. I think Odegaard is too big a name to be left out of of a yeah, team yeah. like this. I think he is doing really well. Uh, well, as Arsalan <laughs> said, he's one of the best midfielders in La Liga right now. So he is a you know too big a name, and he's performing as well. So I uh, he has to be in this team. So for me, it's it it should be Odegaard and Valverde.
0: It's, it's going to become a Real Madrid midfielder, Bhaskar, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we do hate to
3: that.
2: That. <laughs> yeah. but,
1: uh, it's, like, it's not like Havertz hasn't performed. Like If you look at it, Havertz's figures are, I think, similar, if not better than Odegaard.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's sure. true. I mean, that's he true. has played. played he he is definitely
1: going to move to a much bigger and club. Havertz has been, uh, and Havertz has been coming onto the season, uh, like seen this season itself. Odegaard has been playing for the last, I think, three or four years. He signed for Real Madrid, what, three or four years back? Like yeah, when but he's
2: been he playing on loan
1: already. he played yeah, loan. and level he was also. playing on loan, and it's and he always was supposed to be like a big potential player and all It's See, just that in his this season he's been he's performed well, but
2: uh, well he's young and there is not much of a difference. I agree between Havertz and Odegaard. It's just about having a preference right now. Either of them could hmm. be a bigger player than the other, big much bigger player than the other. So, right. it is a long way. They're both young. So, right now, it is just a matter of one preferring the other.
1: Yeah, but Havertz is, again, younger than Odegaard.
3: Right, right. He he's is. younger than yes. Odegaard and his
1: performances, he's younger than Odegaard by almost a year or something. year or more than a year. And his performances have been pretty good and his stats are safe, if not better. So, for me, it's Havertz. That's all right.
0: No problem. Let's come back to it once again. Now, let's move into the forward position. And for forward, we have three positions open. Left forward, right forward and for the striker. I don't think anyone else will be choosing the striker as anyone else than Haaland. I think Haaland is a very obvious choice coming into his form and everything. But uh, who would be your choice for left or right forward? Is it going to be Mbappe and Sancho? I don't think. See, I didn't there are want to the jump options the apart action. from
1: Mbappe and Sancho. Like there are, like I, like I will give it to Arslan That obviously, Vinicius and Rodrigo and these guys are pretty good and they have a lot of potential. But if you look at it and like obviously there's Mason Greenwood also. Like I can't miss out on my Manchester United player. So there's Mason Greenwood also. But if you look at it, like uh, Mbappe and Sancho are like miles ahead of any of these players. Mm-hmm. See, one of the reasons why I chose Odegaard
2: also was because I didn't want to jump into the striker position, but Haaland is going to be there. And both of them are from Norway and, you know, they will have a better understanding. So, uh, it is something that if they play together at the club level and they will have a better understanding. So, that factor also plays in when I chose Odegaard. I didn't want to come into the striker before we discussing it.
3: I think for the forwards, it's, it's pretty obvious. I think no one would uh, disagree with the three choices that have been put, put up there. I mean, Harland, Sancho and Mbappe, uh, they are miles ahead of other you know, players in those positions. So, yeah, I think I think it's pretty straightforward that those three are going to be the ones that we should pick for this team.
1: But on the bench, I think I'll put Greenwood ahead yeah. of other
3: players.
0: Definitely. I think Greenwood has a great, great potential and... Uh, the one thing that puts him apart from anyone else is he's both footed, he right. himself doesn't know what is his best foot, right? So, uh, he's quite young, but I think with more and more game
1: time, he's going to be a big talent. Yeah, I think we can, I, 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 I think we can debate on who can be the substitute, like forward,
0: so yeah. So I have been I have been keeping notes out here, and we are fixed on Donnarumma. So we are going to put still as a sub goalkeeper, and then on the right back we have a tie. So anyone wants to make any changes because we had two votes for Van Basten and two votes for Alexander Arnold. Anyone wants to change any vote out here? No, I think
1: it's fine.
3: So, if we have to, uh, you know, do a tiebreaker on this, ad, and this is a Man United podcast. So, I think it's pretty obvious who we are going to pick. <laughs> so, <laughs> Aaron Van bissaka is someone that I will pick. So, it makes 3-1 to and let's put him in the right back position for this team now.
0: Okay, fantastic. So we have uh, Van Bisaka as the right back and Trent Alexander Arnold goes uh, into the sub bench. Sorry for being a little biased out here. And then we have Upamenko and Deleit as center backs. We have Alfonso Davis as the left back. For defensive midfielder, we had a real, actually for the overall midfield, we had Real Madrid midfield with Valverde, Odegaard, and Kavaminka. And then for forward, we have a unanimous choice on Holland, Sancho, and Mbappé. For sub, we are putting in Greenwood, we are putting in Kai Havertz, we are putting in Tonali, and we, of course, put in Ozen Kabag with Alexander-Arnold. Anyone else you want to put in in sub? I think five subs. We we still have two more names. You want to put in Hakimi into the sub bench? Yeah, or I think we or you want to put in uh, Brandon Williams? Anyone? Or shall we put in both and we end this?
1: Yeah, we can put in Hakimi or Brandon Williams. I think both, like we can put in either because both of them can play on both sides of the pitch. And I think we should put in one more forward also. And I think I'd go for Rodrigo along with Greenwood. Okay
3: how many midfielders do we have in that sub uh, in, in that bench i think we need a one two at least two one midfielders. midfielders two midfielders
1: two okay. forwards two defenders one okay goalkeeper okay but i still think that, alexander arnold should have been in the starting <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we we leave it to the audience to decide and let us know actually who would be our right back whether it would be uh, alexander arnold or whether it would be van da So we leave that option open for our listeners. Thank you so much once again for joining in and hearing this out, for helping me selecting this team. We will be open to your feedback and we'll like to know who would be your 11 for the future. Once again, stay safe, stay indoors.